What's up, guys? Welcome to a new installment of the Chris Williams podcast here from 712 Media. I wasn't planning on doing this today. First of all, if you like the podcast, we're going to have more of these in 2022, I promise. I'm so, um, I've been so overwhelmed with kids, which is a good thing, you know, right? We love them. And then work and then sickness and just everything. It's been hard. We're going to keep working. I, I have some stuff scheduled that, that'll be really good. So today, um, here's what happened here. I um, I was doing an interview for Cyclone Fanatic with an urgent care doctor from the Iowa Clinic. The Iowa Clinic is a big sponsor of ours at Cyclone Fanatic. And as you well know, urgent care facilities have just been completely overwhelmed. Uh, just the whole medical profession, it, it's it's been really, really rough. And I wanted to get some tips for our audience as far as what to do with kids and what to do with yourself. When do you go to the ER? When do you go to the urgent care? What do you... When do you seek out a COVID test? All that stuff, right? And I interviewed uh, Dr. Goble is his name. He's an urgent care doctor down in West Des Moines. And I thought it was so good. Like, I, 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 I was so impressed with the information that he was able to give me on all these topics. And I was like, I'm going to throw it out here so the Cyclone Fanatic audience will get it. But I was like, I've got a lot of listeners who don't care about the Cyclones. And this is really good stuff for... Anybody who, um, you know, is frankly living in uh, our society in 2022, right? Uh, it, I've I've been through the ringer uh, with our family over the last five, six weeks or so. I got COVID for the second time. Didn't even know I had it. Uh, I was I'm triple vaxxed, so uh, luckily I didn't have too many symptoms. I mean, I, I did. I didn't I didn't feel well, but it wasn't. Certainly wasn't like the first time. The first time I was really, really, really sick, and it lasted for quite a while. Uh, this time is is not in the case. I feel better now than I have in months, frankly. So, um, yeah, not not a concern or anything. But there's just so many uncertainties out there, and the kids' situation is incredibly difficult to navigate on a daily basis. So, yeah, this is an interview with an urgent care doctor. It's about 20 minutes. I think that. It was informative to me, at least. Um, I just got back from Jamaica. I actually think I'm going to do a travel review podcast of that coming up here in the next week. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start doing that. I love traveling, so I, I think I'm going to start doing like review podcasts of that here on the feed and uh, interviewing more super interesting people that are coming up here uh, on the Chris Williams podcast. So, yeah, th- this is this is short. This was not meant to be a long-form conversation. Um, this was supposed to be a five- to ten-minute interview, and I found what Dr. Goble was saying to be so interesting that it extended to 19 minutes. And I hope that you take something from this. I know that I certainly did. This is a quick interview with an urgent care doctor working in 2022. Uh, boy, they're going to have some stories years from now. Uh, but this is Dr. Goble, Brent, Dr. Brandon Goble from the Iowa Clinic in West Des Moines. All right, guys, uh, I teased this earlier on in the show, and I'm really excited. I think this is going to be really good information for our audience. We'll take a five, ten minute break from 
Cyclone talk here uh, for really important information and uh, a really good guy who I'm going to bring on and hopefully he can help some of you and your families right now. I mean, I'm a young dad. I've got a six-year-old and a two-year-old, so I'm kind of going through all this at first, but it's so bizarre. Like, you just don't know. Um, Your kid comes home with a sneeze and you're, oh, they got COVID, you know, and everybody, you turn on the TV and it's everywhere. But I recently had my daughter in the hospital without COVID. It wasn't COVID that put her in there. And then I got COVID uh, again. I'm triple vax, got it, didn't know I had it, wouldn't have known I had it had I not been traveling. And I think that uh, Dr. Goebel here uh, from the Iowa Clinic, he is at the West Lakes location at the Iowa Clinic. Really good guy, really knowledgeable guy. And I want him to help us sift through some of this so maybe we can help uh, some people out there who, are, who don't know what to do. So first of all, Dr. Goebel, I know it's crazy in your world right now. Thank you so much for the time. How are you today, my friend? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having us on. Okay, real quick, before we get into some of these real-world things in my life that hopefully other people can learn from, when do you go – so your, your kid's sick, right? We'll just play it like this. We're, or if anybody, uh, you're sick. Um, it's not something where five years ago you probably would have been freaking out to get to the doctor, but now we live in a different world. When do we go to urgent care? When do we go to an emergency room? When do we call our primary care – physician because i think that the the primary care physicians are so busy right now right like in the in these the urgent care i feel so bad for the people working in the urgent care uh, with the amount of weights how, how would you advise families out there with that simple question and that is a wonderful question we run into this truly every day uh almost all day long in the world that we live in right now has completely changed i mean uh, as you alluded to five years ago Uh, People wouldn't come in for some of the concerns that they have now, uh, COVID being the biggest one that we deal with of, uh, I'm sick, I don't feel well, or, uh, I mean, the the common stuff stays common, common cold, common injuries, uh, or something, God forbid, even worse. Um, uh, So we run into this situation quite a bit. What we uh, in urgent care still kind of hold hold to uh, our scale is uh, if you have a relationship with your primary doc, um, uh, or nurse practitioner, physician assistant, uh, to contact their team. First of all, if you have any questions, that's uh, still standard uh, at this point as your go-to. Granted, as you alluded to it also, as they are overwhelmed, this, this uh, medical uh, community as a whole just has a lot of questions, a lot of uh, issues coming up to them, and they might not have time to be able to see you uh, or uh, something. Of sort. And that's really where we come into play in urgent care. Uh, illnesses, urinary tract infections, mild, uh, minor cuts, uh, broken bones without major deformities, um, uh, and any of these illness uh, type things, questions about COVID, questions about respiratory status, I've got a cough, I have sinus pressure, headaches, um, those kind of things uh, are kind of our standard go-to. At the Iowa Clinic, we have a little bit more resources available to us in terms of we can give IV fluids and we can do advanced blood work for abdominal pains. We have uh, imaging available. So we can uh, definitely work people up and give them at least a direction uh, in terms of those kind of uh, questions um, or uh, concerns that they would have. Uh, I can't make the promise to anybody that uh, uh, through our workup process, we don't end up having to send you to the hospital because there are times where uh, 
we don't have the setup, the uh, availability of uh, either imaging or something of the sort um, to be able to completely uh, finish the workup and diagnosis along with the plan. Uh, so there are times where we have to transfer people to the hospital for uh, larger workups or more emergent concerns such as strokes, bad breaks, bad lacerations, uh, heart attacks, uh, those kind of things. So um, uh, going back to what you said, it's a, a good first step uh, in this whole process is just asking your primary doc if, uh, uh, if they uh, could see you or if uh, an urgent care is available. There's also times where the uh, um, regular doctor is not available after hours or on weekends, and that's where really we come into play. Uh, we're always happy to see all comers. Again, there's uh, always a chance, however, that we would have to send the more urgent or more acute things to the hospital. Well, you guys have the great resource that I'm always pushing my listeners to at iowaclinic.com, uh, where you can go and look at the urgent care wait times, which is huge when you have a you know a kid or a toddler and you don't want to be in that lobby for a couple hours. And then you can, I've done this probably five times and you get a text message and it's like, head on over. Um, and it's, that's a really, really great resource. So the situation I had doc, I've had a couple real world ones. My, my life has been filled with sickness for the last like five, six weeks. It seems like longer. Let me, let me ask you this real quick. Um, cause my daughter is a two year old who goes to a daycare center, right? There's a lot of people out there in this world. Are, are they sicker than normal? Like I swear, like we all took off the masks in the spring or whatever because we got the the vaccine. Like I swear that it, she's sicker than normal. Like it's every week, it, it, or am I just imagining? Like, or am I just being dramatic? Have you seen that? You are not crazy. We see this all the time. I mean, if you just look at it, your body uh, and all of us are typically used to just encountering uh, viruses throughout the community. Uh, if not on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and it constantly keeps your immune system just a little bit in check, just ready for whatever gets thrown at us. Uh, not that any of us liked it last or the year and a half uh, preceding all of this, but uh, we, uh, in isolation and wearing masks and everything else, we just weren't exposed to a lot of stuff for a year, year and a half. Okay. So all of a sudden, when you get re-exposed to this stuff, your body that kind of got a little bit lazy or just kind of forgot that that kind of stuff is out there uh, is not prepped for it, and it just hits you harder. So you're not crazy. We see this all the time. And as I've said, uh, daycares and nurse, uh, the uh, child care, wonderful. Uh, but sometimes kids just have a tendency to pass this on to other kids, and kids do get sick a little more frequently. Uh, there, it's not like they uh, they like to spread that kind of stuff. So you are not crazy. We are seeing the exact same thing. So, okay, and that's where my my daughter Elise comes into it. It was Christmas Day. My wife is a veterinarian, so she's she knows enough about all this medical stuff to be really dangerous, right? Oftentimes, <laughs> she knows too much, and it um, it breeds anxiety and whatnot. But um, she did. She picked up on it really well, and I and I'm very blessed that that we're very blessed that she did. That my daughter was starting to struggle to breathe um, about midday on Christmas Day, where her um, very deep, like it, you know, where you could see her rib cage and all that stuff, and it, and it, it had gotten to the point where that night, where it was it was really really scary. So we took her to the ER. Uh, they admitted they're really sightseeing, like, and it was getting. It was getting really scary, and they kept her for a couple nights, whatever. Um, basically, we were told that she had tested positive for um, 
a rhinovirus, a, a type of coronavirus that's not COVID, and then some other virus. I'm not even sure. This is this would be more my wife would need to talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> but the, basically, we were given like, well, her body's been so beat down because she's been sick for for so long, and her body just needs a little help, a little boost, whatever. She's fine. Um, 24 hours into it, you know, after having oxygen, all that stuff, she. She was basically just like a kid with a bad cold, and we're very blessed that uh, we got the care that that we did. Um, where I where I lead that to you is I'm positive that I had what she had, right? Because I was sick for like two weeks before that, and I couldn't get over whatever this thing was. I was working from home, and I was doing just fine. It, it wasn't anything that had me sleeping all day or anything like that. Um, my, my question is of all this stuff going around, cause everybody's sick, right? And the urgent cares are full and, and, and uh, every, and healthcare is overwhelmed, Med- medical, um, you know, hospital beds are full. How much of it's COVID and how much of it's this other stuff? Cause I was surprised. I thought my kid had COVID, but she didn't. It was some other deal. Uh, and that's, that's a tough question. And again, uh, coming back to what we get this every day. Um, uh, the Iowa Department of Public Health uh, does actually uh, uh, put something on the Internet that gives kind of a breakdown of what's coming through, uh, especially central Iowa, in terms of what viruses are out there, uh, infectious diseases. And surprisingly, COVID uh, doesn't always top that list of even the most common things. The regular cough and cold, something called human metanumavirus, parainfluenza, um, uh, respiratory syncytial virus, so RSV in kiddos. Uh, that's all floating around. And here's the tough part. And I think that um, you guys are unfortunately a perfect example of this is they all mirror each other. Uh, it's not like you can walk into a room and say, well, right off the bat, I know this is COVID versus the common cold or everything else. They all have very similar presentations. And the tough part is uh, people uh, with the same virus can react completely differently. So some people have a very mild cough and cold or barely any symptoms at all. And other people are really having a tough time, um, uh, just like your daughter struggling to breathe and everything else. So that's um, the tough part uh, is just differentiating what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we still say you're, uh, no matter what this is, people are still sick. And whether it's COVID or something else, we still play by the rules uh, after uh, we give a diagnosis or try to at least exclude some things. Uh, uh, another common question we get is, what do we do? Um, and a lot of it is uh, uh, viral supportive care, the fluids and uh, the fever reducers if there's a high uh, fever and it goes down to the end of the day is uh, especially with kids parents know their kid the absolute best we can uh, see a kid for five or ten minutes uh, but we don't get the full picture as a dad uh, 2 a.m is different than uh, 10 Mm -hmm. a.m when i see the kids in my office so anytime a parent says i think my kid is not drinking i'm worried about how they're acting they're struggling to breathe uh parents know their kids the best and in those situations, especially, uh, what you guys did is 100% the right uh, move is to take them probably to the pediatric emergency department where this is all they deal with every day long or all day long every day. And uh, I think you guys are spot on. So good work. And I'm glad your uh, little one's doing better. Uh, she's she's doing great. Now, let me tell you about my deal. <laughs> so we were going to Jamaica. We had this trip planned for a while now. And you have to have the negative COVID test to to go on a trip where it turns out it's not a great idea to travel internationally during a worldwide pandemic. Learn the hard way. Um, I had So I had had whatever this deal that had Elise in the hospital, and I hadn't felt well for a really long time, but 
So I was just kind of used to not feeling well. I had tested negative for COVID probably four or five times. So it really wasn't on my radar. I go off to the bowl game to cover the bowl game. I was I was feeling a little bit better, um, but I still had just weird symptoms, a little bit of a cough, but nothing like nothing bad. Like it, it just whatever. I test positive for COVID out of nowhere prior to going to this trip because we we had to do it. We and by the way, here's another shout out to the Iowa Clinic. You guys do the asymptomatic. Uh, you. you got that little office building down in West Des Moines, which Uh is great for people who are traveling and and stuff like that. Um, That was the resource that told me that I had tested positive. Um, With this new variant, like, I don't know. I just feel like just, just off of my experience. So then real quick, doc, we're down in Jamaica. Uh, We did get to go. We had to delay the trip a little bit, but once I had tested negative and and all that stuff, we, we were able to get down there. And what I saw was um, spectacular, not in a good way, but they basically have like a COVID ward for Mm -hmm. COVID people down in Jamaica. And when we got there, I mean, I don't know, I'm estimating five or six people. When we left, I bet it was close to 50 and we were only there for five days. This thing was just running through. Uh, this resort, and I was saying to my wife, I'm like, I don't know how this is sustainable for this resort to even stay open because you have to have a negative COVID test to come back to the United States. Um, it was really bizarre to watch this this um, this new variant spread. Uh, it's not really a question to you, but that that was my observation. Like it, th- this thing is very mysterious. I guess was where I would it, land. It is. It's a very contagious variant of this COVID virus, and uh, you speak. Uh, uh, about your uh, experience in Jamaica is something that personally we deal with, uh, had dealt with. My brother uh, lives in India and he came back for the holidays and uh, through our rapid testing, just like you did, uh, the PCR that comes back uh, within a couple of days, he tested positive and he was asymptomatic and we were pretty sure that he had the Omicron variant. So he delayed his trip back to uh, India had some negative tests and that's when uh, international travel completely changed. Wow. And he sent pictures uh, of those army style barracks. And he said, once I get into India, if I test positive on the rapid machine, I am sitting uh, in this whole, what looks like a gymnasium filled with beds and oxygen tanks. And he's like, that's where I am for 10 to 14 days Man. if I test positive. So we, we played that tough game of let's make sure you don't have it before you get back and take every precaution you can on the flight. So I, <laughs> I know what you're saying, man. Yeah, it's uh, just just everybody. It's a weird deal where you're trying to be responsible and you're trying to do what's good of the public, and then you're still trying to live your life at the same time. And uh, Doc, uh, do, you, do you have anything else? I think this is phenomenal information. Uh, I really hope that our uh, audience takes something from it. I know that they will. W- would you give any further advice here before before we hang up? Like I said, this world is kind of a tricky uh, thing to navigate right now. Uh, In terms of illness specifically, which seems to dominate everything, uh, we are always there for you. Um, uh, The emergency departments, if it's something very serious, are always available 24-7. Best uh, place to start with is your primary doc, and and if uh, you have concerns, we're always happy and urgent care to see uh, see you guys. And uh, uh, going back to it, especially with parents, my overwhelming um, thing that I tell parents is you guys know your kids the best. So uh, when something's not right to parents, uh, it's not right. And they need to be seen. Uh, And if it's something serious, as you guys did, you guys did an awesome job. Hopefully we as a society get through this darn thing. 
Um, uh, and uh, as you alluded to, we just all be safe, take precautions. We can't stop living our lives, but we have to have a an idea of what's uh, risky and what's not. And, and it's just not an easy world right now. Well, Doc, I, I'm looking at your bio right now. I see you're a Creighton graduate. You a Creighton basketball fan before I let you go? Oh, I don't know. Is that going to get me kicked off no. the station? I'm a big Greg uh, McDermott guy. He's a good buddy of mine. He spent a lot of time at Iowa State, and I've, I've vacationed with him, and I, I absolutely love Coach McDermott. Creighton's like my second favorite team. Uh, I, I love him. I have a lot of uh, my uh, friends from college still in the Omaha area. My parents are in the Omaha area. I'd love to be able to get down there and see them play uh, more often. Yeah. I am old enough. Uh, I don't know you guys, uh, the Iowans, uh, you guys probably heard of Kyle Corver. He, oh, yeah. uh, he was my next door neighbor for two years in college. Awesome. So, uh, 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 Iowa, Iowa State, and, and Creighton are are uh, near and dear to our hearts uh, here in my household. Yeah, I grew up on the western side of the state, and Creighton basketball is a huge deal. I mean, a lot of people in my hometown had season tickets when during the um, Dana Altman era, and yeah, it's a back in the, when they were in the Missouri Valley. It, it was, I love Creighton basketball, so uh, good on you. Uh, but the Cyclones did beat you this year, so I have to rub it in a little bit. They did, and quite frankly, I was, uh, my wife was trying to give me uh, tickets for Christmas to take my old college roommate and my boys to, and I said, well, I, this is going to be a conundrum. Do I wear Iowa State? Do I wear Creighton? Uh, uh, so we deferred and watched it on TV, and quite frankly, it was a win-win because I, uh, I, uh, my wife is a big Iowa Stater, and her whole family is, so I have uh, been adopted into that family. So, like I said, it was a win-win for me either way. That's good, and that was an ugly basketball game too. Uh, regardless of the uh, of who, of who won, they, they 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 that was an ugly, ugly game. But no, uh, we a big Creighton fan here. They're they are my second favorite team. I anywhere Coach McDermott goes, I'm going to be a fan. I love that man. So, thank you, Doc. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks, and and really, I mean, I I. I've been at the Ankeny Urgent Care a bunch, and I just I just want to go up and give the receptionist a hug. Honestly, like I just I, or buy her flowers or something. Like you guys are working so hard right now, and and it, and it's very much appreciated. So be sure to tell yeah. your staff that that there's people out there in your corner. Well, we appreciate that. It's been a long two years, and uh, those of us on the practitioner side, the doctor, the nurse practitioners, PAs. Uh, we're not looking for any accolades, those kind of things. But as you said, uh, our staff has been phenomenal through all this. So uh, if you guys do have a chance and you have a good experience, even a thank you to the staff or something of the sort as a, a walkout, that just brings everybody's spirits up. So we appreciate those kind of things too.